feeling like you are in a joyful period, experiencing joy, pleasure, fun, makes your body feel really safe. Because you can't be experiencing pleasure or fun and experiencing stress at the same time. Welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of The Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist, hypnotherapist, and founder of the Mindful Clinic. Today, we are going to be talking about exactly what I would do if I had to lose 70 pounds again. So as most of you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I'm about 14 months postpartum. And in that pregnancy, I gained about 72 pounds. So that was obviously not my intention. My intention was to gain 35, 40, even 50. I would have been really cool with 70 was a little extreme, especially because when I had my son seven years ago, I gained 80 pounds. And in that pregnancy, I was very deep into my food addiction. And so I was so sure that when I got pregnant with Veda, my daughter, who's now 14 months old, that I would not have the same experience. And yet my body had a very different plan. So grateful for it now because it actually forced me to really dive deep into hormones and to understand postpartum and all those things that now I help my clients with. Because as you know, you know, I had her in May and uh, end of May. And so then by September, I was going to an award ceremony and I was, and also September is my birthday. And so I was a hundred percent positive that I would have lost the majority of the baby weight by my birthday, which ironically was also my 30th birthday. And so when I was pregnant still, I bought myself this little hot pink, little skinny spaghetti strap, tight little dress And when September hit, I still had all of the weight minus the weight of my baby. And my baby was seven pounds. And so quick math, I think it was about 65. Yeah. So I still had, it was just 65 pounds overweight and the weight actually didn't really start coming off until the end of October. And it was crazy. I've never experienced anything like that because even though with my son, I gained a lot more weight or not a lot more, but gained more weight and I was still struggling with food addiction, the weight came off so quickly with him. And so this time around, maybe it was my age, maybe it was just the universe providing me with a beautiful learning opportunity to help a larger audience. I had to lose 70 pounds, not had to, but I lost the 70 pounds eventually. I lost it in about a year, just short of a year. And now I am in, I don't want to use the word pre-baby weight, But I I am around the same weight as I was before I got pregnant, but my body is vastly different in a really positive way. I always hear moms say, oh my gosh, if I could just get my pre-baby body back and I just, when pre-baby weight happens and, you know, I've actually even said things like that too, so no judgment. But the reality is there is just no reason why things can't be even better. 
whenever I have gained weight and then, you know, gotten back into health, I've actually reached levels where this is actually much better than it was before because every single time I do it in a healthier and different way. And so my body right now is so much stronger. It's not depleted. My legs are, where I usually store weight and cellulite. My leg, they, they have almost nothing on them. And I'm so grateful for this because I'm barely exercising. <laughs> like I'm talking, I'm doing Pilates three times a week in the like stretch and movement <laughs> class with the 60 year old women. And it's awesome, but it really just proves that you don't have to kill yourself. It was like I had to gain the weight so that I could prove that my method works. And my God, does it ever fucking work. And so I want to give anybody who's listening to this who has a large amount of weight to lose. I'm not talking about the last five pounds, although a lot of these tips will help with the last five pounds as well. But for anyone who is listening to this, who has a large amount of weight to lose, here's what I would do if I had to lose 70 pounds again in about a year, the first thing is get rid of the scale. Oh my gosh, I could do a whole podcast episode on the scale if I haven't already, and I probably should. But the reality is the scale just measures our gravitational pull in that specific moment. And so more often than not, especially because my demographic is women or individuals with women parts, women organs, a women, women's endocrine system, a female endocrine system. Anyways, I work primarily with women and our hormones are so complex. Men or males are on a 24-hour hormonal cycle. Women are on a 24-hour hormonal cycle plus a 30-day hormonal cycle or 28 days wherever you fall. And this makes hormones extremely complex. For example, some of my clients with specific hormonal imbalances, when they are in their ovulation stage, they'll actually puff up. They'll gain a lot of weight. And others, when they're in their ovulation stage, they'll actually, it'll be their lowest weight of the month. I find with my cycle, the lowest time of my month is right before my period, whereas other individuals with more significant hormonal imbalances tend to gain about five pounds even a week before their period. And so even within a single day, you can go up or down five to seven pounds, just depending on how your hormones are communicating at that time. Now, that is not fat. You're not building a new fat cell. You're simply holding on to water. It's changing like fluid retention. It's changing the way that air functions in your body. It's changing inflammatory levels. Like there's so much that's going on here that has nothing to do with weight. And so when my clients who have not been eating a surplus of 3,500 calories more than they ate yesterday go up a pound and then are so upset to see that the scale is going up, it just makes me want to pull my hair out. Because especially if you, you know my work thus far, what we're doing here is we're not just manipulating the body to lose weight. If you're listening to this, you've already done the diets, okay? You've done the keto, you've tried the carnivore diet, you've done the diets, You've done the exercise programs. That's manipulating the body. We can manipulate the body all we want, but the body follows the mind. So the way my program works is we actually reprogram the mind so the body follows. And it's so much fucking easier, (laughs) but you just have to really, you know, get the fuck over yourself. You know, you just have to really trust in the process. And so when we're working on the mindset, the weight is so much slower. You know, if you were to join a keto diet today, in one week, you could lose like 10 pounds just from water weight, right? Because when we're getting rid of carbohydrates, carbohydrate literally means when we have carbohydrates, we're hydrating the cells. So we're 
forcing water into the cells. And so you will lose about 10 pounds of water weight. It's not even real fat that you're burning, right? And so more often than not, when we look at the trend of diets, we're losing weight very, very quickly. And because diets have a 98% fail rate, within eight months, sometimes a little bit more, we're gaining all of the weight back and more often. And so when we do conventional diets or we, you know, start a 60-minute boot camp in the morning, typically the weight loss is very quick in the beginning. When I approach this with my clients and in the mindful method, this program is about reprogramming your mind so the body follows. So weight loss in the beginning is very slow. And so if you are, it's all about really feeling good about yourself and about commanding the body what to do. And so if you have days where you're like, I feel amazing, I feel lean, I'm waking up, I have energy, I want to work out, not because I have to, but because I genuinely want to, because I love myself so much. Like when you feel so good about yourself and then you step on that scale just to see how good you feel about yourself. And the scale does not reflect how you feel, it's gonna put you back. Because remember, the brain's number one job is to remain consistent to its identity. So if you feel really good about yourself, the body doesn't just change overnight. The physical matter cannot change overnight. Mindset can change instantly. You can just decide right now that you choose to think one way versus another, and the energy just switches. But in order for the mindset and the, the frequency of the brain to actually change physical matter, it takes time. Okay. And so if you feel great and then you step on the scale just to be like, oh, I feel skinny today. I hear this all the time. I feel so good. I feel skinny today. And then step on the scale and the weight hasn't moved. Well, now you've just shown your brain that there's something wrong with me. This doesn't work or it's never going to happen for me or I am overweight. And you've created the identity and gone back to old programming right? The other category that I see for this, and this one kills me every time when clients have overeaten and then they step on the scale and I'm like, oh my God, why do you hate yourself? It's like, I know I've been bad in quotations. And so I want to verify how bad I've been. This really shows me that there's just such an element of low self-esteem and low self-worth that the brain needs to continually remind itself how shitty it should feel about itself using a visual cue. Rather than looking inward to say, how do I feel about myself today? What kind of relationship have I developed with my body? Do I feel like I'm pushing the needle forward? Do I feel like I need some help, etc.? We're looking to external sources outside of us in order to validate how we should feel about ourselves. It's a tricky business, right? Because as long as we're doing that, we're never actually cultivating the self-love and self-worth internally. And if we're not cultivating that self-love or self-worth internally, then our self-worth or self-love is always going to be contingent on what the outside world thinks or what we perceive the outside world thinks. And if that's the case, then you'll never, you can never actually bring up the self-worth enough to change the physical matter because it's always going to be about, you know, what do I see in the mirror? What do I see on the scale? And in reality, we actually need to build up that self-love and self-love and self-worth so that the scale can change. So that what we see in the mirror can change long-term, right? And so 
I do, though, agree that stepping on the scale can be a valuable practice. I think that having metrics and actually knowing the way that you're trending is really, really important. And so with my clients that cannot be neutral around the scale, like if you can step on the scale and be so neutral, it means nothing about you. Go for it. But if you're stepping on the scale and you feel negative or positively about it, you're not neutral. And therefore, really, you shouldn't be weighing yourself more than once a month, sometimes once every other month. (laughs) I had a client who was so intense about weighing herself multiple times a day. She would eat a meal and then go see how much she gained from that meal. I'm like, oh, my God, help me. And so we had her husband put her scale away and she messaged me recently. We haven't been working together for it's been over a year. She's not only maintained, but even lost more weight. And she looks, she has like abs. She looks amazing. She teaches Pilates. So happy for her. And she said to me, Jordana, I haven't weighed myself in months. And I got curious. And so I stepped on the scale and I lost two pounds. And this was when she was already at her goal weight because the scale actually doesn't matter. It's just your gravitational pull. But if we look to the scale to see how we should feel about ourselves or our progress, then we're basically giving our power away to the scale. And so the scale is always going to be an authority of you. No, take your power back. You're the one in charge. This is your body. The body might be the car, but you're the fucking driver, babe. You tell that body what to do, you know? So the first thing that I would do if I had to lose 70 pounds again is I would get rid of the scale and I would weigh myself monthly only if I'm neutral. I would not weigh myself on a day where I think to myself, I feel skinny or weigh myself on a day where I feel really bloated because I've overindulged, which by the way, are both very normal things to think. Yeah. I would step on the scale on a day where I feel completely neutral after I've had a bowel movement when I'm not wearing any clothes. Okay. Awesome. The second thing that I would do if I had to lose 70 pounds again, is I would, for the love of God, stop tracking or weighing my food in any way, shape, or form. The way that the body works is it needs to feel safe enough in order to release the weight. You can go on a program, like I mentioned about the diets. You can join a diet. You can follow a meal plan where the brain basically takes control. The brain goes, "Mm -mm, I know better than the body. I'm going to tell you how to eat, okay? I'm going to tell you what you need in this moment. And so you can follow those plans. And of course, if you're eating less calories or, you know, if you're just eating less or healthier in general, of course, you're going to lose the weight. I'm not saying that it's not going to work temporarily, but long term, all you're doing is making yourself more out of touch with what your body really needs. You cannot listen to the body and follow a meal plan at the same time. It doesn't work. Even if you're counting macros in a very flexible way. The only way that I would ever track anything is if I really didn't care about if I had 14 grams of protein that day or 60. But if you're going to care, if you're going to say, oh, you know, today I only had 14 grams of protein, so therefore I need to have so much more protein. Well, what if you're full, right? If you you don't have an appetite, but you force yourself to eat that extra protein because everyone says that having 60 grams of protein is really positive for a woman – in order to build muscle and lose fat, then what you've done is you've just told your body, fuck you, leptin response. I don't care that you're full. I'm going to eat it anyways because somebody else told me that it's important. And so your body wants to be healthy. Can we all agree on that? 
Can we all agree that if the mind just floated out of the body, (laughs) lifted right out, can we all agree that your body's natural state is actually health? It wants to be healthy. That's where it's most adaptive. That's where it's safest from a survival perspective. And it cannot return back to its healthy state if the brain continues to stop listening to it. I've said this a million times, but we are born very intuitive beings. My daughter, I can't overfeed her even if she wants me to. Like babies come out and they know I'm hungry, I'm full. But we unlearn this process as we think, oh my gosh, we have to have 60 grams of protein. But what if the body says no and you say yes anyways? All you're doing is disconnecting from your truth. And if as long as you disconnect from the connection between the brain and the body, you're not even, you're not gonna know what hunger cues are. When clients come to me and they say, I don't know when I'm hungry, I don't know when I'm full, I'm like, well, no shit. You've been following diets for your entire life. And every time you eat something, you tell yourself you should feel shameful or guilty about it. Of course, the body's not speaking to you. It doesn't feel safe. And one of the reasons why we actually hold on to weight is to create a physical protective barrier. And so if you want to release that weight in a really healthy and sustainable way, you have to make the body feel safe, which means letting go of tracking, weighing, I don't know, um, calorie counting, meal plans, all of that stuff. It's really about developing a communication in trust between the brain and the body. And as long as you do this and you trust yourself, this isn't going to just affect the way your body looks and feels. This is going to travel into every other part of your life. It's going to just seep into all the other areas because you will have developed an outstanding amount of self-trust. If you trust yourself, you can literally do anything. Okay. Number three, the third thing that I would do if I had to lose 70 pounds again is I would use food psychology and hypnosis. So of course, if we're coming from a place of feeling like we're unaligned with food, we're overeating, we're stress eating, we're eating before bed, all of those things, that's one of the reasons why following a meal plan or a specific type of diet might be attractive, right? Because we're looking for that form of control or that that plan. So I'm not saying just have a fucking free-for-all and eat a whole box of donuts and pretend like it's okay. I'm saying that when we develop trust in the body, we listen to the hunger cue, we listen to the full signal, and we use something like food psychology or hypnosis in order to rewire and reprogram the brain to let go of self-sabotage, then the outcome is, of course, going to be balance. This was a major, major, major component into my success and obviously the success of my program because rewiring your brain to stop the self-sabotage means that it's not that you can't have the cookie. It's just that more often than not, you might not even want it. And when you do, you're going to be able to engage in it in a way where one or two bites is usually enough. And anything more than that is not necessary because especially when it comes to something like sweets, You're not going to get anything out of the last bite that you didn't get from the first bite. You know, the last bite doesn't have anything more for you than the first bite did. We're just feeding dopamine. Hi, babes. I am so excited to talk to you about my signature program, The Mindful Method. This is the exact same method that I have been using with hundreds of successful clients to help you heal your relationship to food, to increase confidence and to lose weight without dieting or killing yourself at the gym. If you're sick of not feeling like your best self, if you're sick of promising yourself that you'll start again on Monday, 
If you're sick of going on restrictive diets only to gain back the weight, I can tell you right now that if you gained it back, it did not work. You know what's healthy and what's not. You do. You just continue to choose the unhealthy option anyways. And a meal plan will not solve this issue. There is no amount of restriction or discipline or willpower that is going to stop you from self-sabotaging. The body follows the mind. Imagine a life where you don't have to think about what you can or can't eat. Imagine a life where you feel confident in all of your clothes, where every day in every way your body rebalances and you lose all of the weight so you find the truest, healthiest version of yourself. Imagine never having to start again on Monday. This is what happens when you focus on transforming the brain so weight loss is effortless. The body follows the mind, and it's time you actually get to the root cause of your issue. If you are ready to transform and find the truest, healthiest version of you without letting go of your favorite foods, I invite you to fill out the application in my bio. And if you're a good fit, we'll be in touch soon. Back to regular programming. Most people are so out of their body that their brain is constantly searching for pleasure. And a lot of this is because they don't have enough fulfillment and pleasure in their life. And so as soon as they taste something that's delicious, their brain releases endorphins and dopamine, and they are motivated to engage in more of that behavior, more, another bite, another bite, another bite, until the cookie's all gone, right? And so when we use something like food psychology and hypnosis, it's acknowledging the cookie is delicious and we should have cookies in our lives. And... We want to engage in those things or be able to work with those things in a very moderate way without having to restrict ourselves or feeling like we have to control ourselves. We want to do it in a way that feels very natural. And this is where food psychology and hypnosis really come into play. So the third thing is if I had to lose 70 pounds again, I would use food psychology and hypnosis to rewire my relationship to food so that I could enjoy everything I like and enjoy it to the point where I stop before I self-sabotage. Okay, number four, what I would do if I had to lose 70 pounds again in one year is I would focus on following joy. Yeah, life is way too short, babe. And you do not want to spend the rest of your life obsessing about your weight and food and what you look like. Like, fuck, what a waste of time. It's just, it. honestly, I don't know who created that rule that women forever would just take up 90% of their mental real estate thinking about what they're eating, what they're not eating, how much they're eating, how much they're not eating, if they're on a diet, should they go back on a diet? It's exhausting and it's so unnecessary. I wish I could go back in my and get my 20s back. That's what I wish. I wish I could go back and get my teens back so I could stop comparing myself to everybody else and stop starving myself in order to feel remotely acceptable, you know? And so this kind of ties into the food psychology, but also into the weighing and tracking food. When we are following joy, not only are we creating fulfillment in our life, we're allowing our brain to experience pleasure in a way that is not self-sabotaging because human beings are pleasure-seeking. And so if you deny yourself pleasure then your brain will find like more destructive ways to obtain it, right? So allowing yourself to follow joy is also going to put you in a very rested and relaxed state, which means that 
when we are not following joy, when we feel like we have to punish ourselves or restrict or work so hard or hustle, 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 we're in that stress response. We're in that fight or flight. And if we are in fight or flight, then we are not letting go of any weight, okay? Feeling like you are in a joyful period, experiencing joy, pleasure, fun, makes your body feel really safe. Because you can't be experiencing pleasure or fun and experiencing stress at the same time, right? There is two very, very different chemical reactions. We can really only let go enough to feel pleasure or fun when the body feels very safe. And so when we feel safe, we actually are in a state where the body can release anything that it no longer needs. We're not creating this physical protective barrier. It's so important. And I really feel like a lot of the time as children, we kind of get our joy taken away from us because we're told, go to school, be perfect, do all the things in order to succeed. And then you'll, if you're lucky, you'll get a nine to five job and then you'll live the rest of your life running the rat race. Right? No. Ew. Ugh. No, thank you. I want to experience life. I deserve to experience life. Not just me. All of you guys do. Life is so full of inspirational and intriguing moments and and just delicious experiences. And if we can slow down enough to follow those, Our body's going to feel so safe. And then we can cultivate the relationship with it. We can learn to trust it. We can let go of what we don't need. It's just, it's so important. Okay. Number five is I would do functional testing. So this actually was a huge component to my success with losing the baby weight this time. And so I did a Dutch hormone test, which we run in in the Mindful Clinic. It's a part of when you sign up, you you can do the Dutch hormone test. You can do the IgG test. We have the GI map stool test as well. I just don't run it often just because it's not 100% accurate. So I usually try and save my clients some money and interpret their symptoms. Like if you have symptoms that scream parasites, I don't need to run the GI map stool test. I know if you have parasites and we're doing a parasite cleanse anyways. So... When I was not losing any weight, even though I was exercising, this was six months postpartum. I was exercising every day. I had a great relationship to food. I wasn't overeating and the weight just was not budging. And it was, I was trying so hard to remain positive, especially because of what I said about, you know, getting rid of the scale. You have to, the mindset takes so long and then the body follows. So I'm like, I believe, I believe in my program. I've done it before. And I just, for six months, saw nothing. And every day I had to wake up and cultivate the strength to believe in the program and believe in my mind, the power of my own mind again. And then I ran the Dutch test and it was very apparent that my hormones were at a place that would not facilitate weight loss, especially in the way that I was exercising. So I was doing, and I I love working out and I'm at a place now where I'm ready to add some stuff back in maybe, but you know, I was at a, I was doing boot camp every morning, kickboxing, and I had no cortisol. Cortisol was completely gone. I had I had nothing. It was like pulling blood from a stone. But I just kept going and going and going and running on adrenaline. And as long as that's happening, we're not burning any fat, okay? So not only was the cortisol really low, but estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, disaster, the way that I was detoxing estrogen wasn't working. My methylation was bad. Like these are all things we can see in the Dutch test. And once, so once I saw exactly 
where the barriers were to my weight loss. And we, I got myself on a program that facilitated, helped my body balance out. The weight loss was very easy. I think it was from October to February, I lost like 45 pounds. It was insane. And then from February to May, the rest of it came off. And so it was just really simple once we got the perfect combination. Yeah. And then the IgG, a food sensitivity test, really just confirmed some of my inflammatory foods. But the IgG test that we run also tests for candida. So even though I just knocked the GI map stool, I would want to know if there's high candida just because candida can really affect the way that estrogen works. And if we're super estrogen dominant or we are not able to detox estrogen properly, weight's going to be very stubborn. So I ran the IgG test and the hormone test. And it told me a lot about how my body was working and actually really, really helped in order to help me reach my goal a lot faster. So test, don't guess. The sixth thing that I would do if I had to lose 70 pounds again in one year is I would move mindfully. I've touched on this a little bit as we've chatted today. And when I was killing myself at the gym, and it didn't even feel like like I was really killing myself at the time because I I truly enjoy it. It's just that I couldn't let go of the fact that I had to sweat my ass off in order for me to think that I was losing weight. It was so crazy because when I worked with my healer and she said, this gym is no longer aligned with you. You're going to have to find something that's a lot lower key. And she's the one who actually mentioned, I'm thinking Pilates. And I was like, how about bar? Because I love dancing. And so we, I switched to this, this little Pilates studio here where I'm basically just stretching on a reformer. I don't sweat. I swear to God, not, not a bead of sweat <laughs> falls down from my body. It's insane. And when I made that switch, the weight fell off so easily because I was helping out that cortisol pathway and I wasn't pushing myself in an area that I had nothing left to pull from, right? So we want to move our body. Moving our body is very important and we want to do it from a way where we actually want to, not we feel like we have to. And when I have clients that are in the specific archetype that are, you know, previous athletes or uh, that are, you know, have their purging tendencies with their eating disorder is over-exercise, which is something that I really resonate with. It's really hard to make that switch in the beginning because you feel lazy. You feel like if you don't work out, then all of a sudden you're just going to gain weight, et cetera. And so in that period, it's really important to just have support and have somebody helping you understand that the body actually doesn't lose weight when we're in a state of stress. (laughs) You lose weight when you're asleep. Okay, so the more you rest, the more weight you're going to lose, truthfully. And so if you've been working out hard for a really long time and your weight is really stagnant, it's time to take a break. And recognizing that we are hunters and gatherers by nature. And so simply walking is going to allow your body to utilize its bipedal human design. And it is proactive to just move your body in a way that feels good. So right now, for me, what that looks like is dancing. I just finished my eight-week hip-hop dance camp for adults. It was really fun. And I'm starting ballet in September as well. For me, it looks like dancing once or twice a week, and it looks like Pilates. I also do a one once-a-week personal training session with my sister, which I've really been enjoying. 
And now that my body feels a lot stronger, I feel like I could add more weights back in, but we'll see, right? I'm not doing it from a place of, ooh, I have to cut or get abs or anything like that. It's if I feel like I'd like to lift some weights, I can go ahead and do that. Knowing that on the days where I don't move or I don't exercise or go to a gym, I can simply take the dog for a walk and that is enough, okay? If you're already stressed, high-intensity workouts are only going to disrupt the hormones more. So please, please, please listen to me. (laughs) It's not better to do more when it comes to high-intensity workouts for every single person, okay? Let your body lead. And finally, the last thing of what I would do if I had to lose 70 pounds again this year is I would be sure of the outcome with 100% certainty. So I think I told you that in this podcast that I, for six months, did not see the scale move and it was so frustrating. And every day I had to wake up and just hype myself up again. I I trust that the body will follow the mind. Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. I would look in the mirror and say, I'm so excited to fit in that pair of pants. I'm so excited to X, Y, Z. If I would catch a glimpse of myself that I didn't like, I would just say, not important, or just drop it and not let it ruin my day. Like I would really, really, really try. And every morning when I would wake up, not that I weighed myself every day, but when I would wake up and I would weigh myself and I would think things are changing and the scale did not move, I was so frustrated and so butthurt. And especially because of my career, everything I've built, I felt like a fucking imposter. I'm thinking to myself, how can I tell these women, oh, the weight's going to come off. The weight's going to come off. Just have faith. The weight's going to come off. That's not just what the program's about, but it is a big part of it to get your mindset around it, to know that actually health is your, your baseline. Health is your fallback. Health and balance is what your body wants. It's always, 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 always trying to create balance and maintain homeostasis, which is just a fancy word for your body maintaining balance. It's literally in every single instant is working towards that balanced place. And actually how it gets out of balance is when the mind comes in and thinks it knows better, right? And so with anything that you're manifesting, knowing that your success is inevitable with 100% certainty is the only way that you are actually going to get what you want. Because at the end of the day, the only person who is responsible for your reality is you. It's your choice. You decide. You get to decide. Nobody else is coming down and saying you will be fat and unattractive or whatever it is for you, right? Nobody has made that decision. This is your decision. So take responsibility for yourself. And when I have clients who are so frustrated and I know, babe, I've been there. Okay, it's not, I'm not sitting here in my size two jeans, I'm not a size two, but I'm not sitting here in my little skinny pants saying, oh, you know, weight loss is easy. Like I fucking had to do it so many times, lost and regained the same hundred pounds over and over and over again. Okay. I know how frustrating it is when you feel like you're doing everything right and the scale is not budging. It sucks. So when I talk to my clients who, you know, maybe they're two months into the program, they haven't lost any weight and they're stressing out. And I look at them and I say, if I had a magic ball, a magic, what do they call those things? A magic uh, crystal ball. I had a crystal ball. And I told you, I see you in one year from now with 100% certainty in having lost all the weight in whatever size you want to be. 
would you be stressing out right now? And the answer is always no, always. Because the issue is not that they aren't seeing the weight loss. The issue is that they need to see the weight loss in order for them to feel like it's going to work. And if you don't believe that it's going to work, if you don't believe that your body wants to be healthy, if you don't believe that your baseline, your fallback is health, then you're going to create barriers for yourself, babe. So this is up to you. You decide. It's your choice. It's not about being lucky. It's not about being chosen. It's not about your genes. Do you believe that your body wants to be healthy? And when you can believe that with 100% certainty, success is literally around the corner. Okay. I had so much fun recording this episode. Please, please, please like and subscribe. It really helps the podcast and share it with a friend who needs it. If you haven't already, we have, I don't know when you guys are going to hear this podcast. We have a few in the queue, but if you haven't already, we are hosting a one whole day event in Toronto at one hotel. This is a whole healing event. This is like six months of healing in one day. We're doing live hypnosis. We're doing soul wound surgery, literally soul surgery. We have experts coming in from all over the world. The swag bags are insane. They're worth well over $500. We have amazing sponsors. The food itself is like your ticket basically covers the food. And right now, I don't know when you're going to hear this, but right now we have a sale, a 25% off sale that brings you basically to early bird pricing. And we're only doing the sale until Monday. So at this point, it might already be done. But if you're hearing this and you want to take advantage of the sale, I actually might honor that for you as long as there are tickets available still because we only have 20 left. And yeah, I'm assuming they will all sell out. If you want to come to this event, if you're on the fence about it, if you're thinking, oh, I can't leave the kids or, you know, it's so far away, November, I'll make that decision. I'm just going to tell you right now that if you don't put yourself first, if you don't put yourself in a room full of people that makes you feel uncomfortable, everything is going to stay the same. You have to actually change and disrupt the pattern. You have to like literally take yourself out of your comfort zone and put yourself somewhere else in order for you to elevate and evolve. And I can tell you right now, the people who are coming to this event are so elevated. Literally being in their energy is going to be healing enough, even if we just said nothing. So this is going to be an insane event. I'm so excited. I hope I will see you there. It's my gift to you guys. And yeah, just have a great, great, great week. And I'll see you on another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. Bye. Bye.